It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, you know it. You know what time it is. It is time for bad language. My name is Brian Anthony Davis from the Fans First Sports Networks, Steel Curtain Network. With all of your Pittsburgh Steelers needs, it's here. And hey, we have some Pittsburgh Steelers needs. We need to have shows talking about what went on yesterday. Oh, oof, oy vey. Oh, yuck. Man, that was terrible. That was not the spit that Steeler Nation put out there for their black and gold heroes and hypocycloids to follow. But was it the script that Mike Tomlin and Matt Canada put out there? I don't know. Or were the San Francisco 49ers directors that squashed that whole narrative? That seems a whole lot more like it. No matter what, you're going to need answers and we're going to have it all week long on Steel Curtain Network. I hope you had a chance to check out Jeff Hartman and Let's Ride this morning for the winners and losers from that game. Spoiler alert, a lot of losers in that game. There were some bright spots too. I'm not going to deny that. But once again, the Steelers lose oof 30 to 7 to those San Francisco visiting 49ers. From out west, yeah. What are we going to do? All right, here's the deal. That wasn't the script. We had in our heads all this time that the Pittsburgh Steelers were going to go out and actually beat the San Francisco 49ers. That this was a new team because of five perfect drives. 
in the offseason. And then in the second quarter of that game, the naysayers, one that I blocked, said, ah, I told you so. You guys are all delusional, and I get that. And I understand that. But you know, when you believe, you have reason to believe. When you believe a lie long enough, it becomes the truth. So, was what we saw in the preseason a lie? No. It wasn't a lie. It just wasn't reality. That's it. It wasn't real. You know, I don't know what happened to Kenny Pickett's accuracy. It was bad. There are some people saying play calling was horrible. Some saying the play calling was just fine. The players just did not execute. Yeah, nobody executed. I don't know if the game plan was perfect, but 49ers flipped the script. That's it. They flipped the script. Kenny Pickett saying, you know, it wasn't them, it was us. Well, they had a lot to do with it. Because they could not, when I say they, the Pittsburgh Steelers, could not keep up with what was happening there. I'm going to say this. If you're still saying that Brock Purdy's not for real, that was as real as I can see yesterday in that game. 49ers are a very good team. Man, that quarterback role that came into effect. I would have loved to have seen the 49ers go to the Super Bowl with that team last year. Very good football team. Coached well. I thought they were classy in that game too, in that win. Steelers did not have answers. The only answers that the Steelers have right now are that they're not good enough in game one. Is this reason to throw in the terrible towel? No, it's not. Is it reason to throw out the fire everybody and yell at people like us here at Steel Curtain Network for not jumping on that bandwagon to fire everybody? And all the I told you so's? No. This is not an 0-17 team in Pittsburgh. This is not a 4-13 team in Pittsburgh. Things need adjusted and adjusted quickly. And I think it's great that the Cleveland Browns beat the Cincinnati Bengals. I think it's great that the Cleveland Browns are going to be favorites, early favorites, a week from now on Monday Night Football. But I also think it's great it's in Pittsburgh. I think it's great that the Steelers are one of those teams that you can count on year after year to suffer an embarrassment and rebound well from it. I don't think this is a team that goes into the tank. Things were exposed. Again, how quickly can you fix it? So 
Is that a lie what happened against Atlanta, against Buffalo, and against Tampa Bay? Mm. Kind of, but not completely. Because the play is there. The ability is there. When was that game lost yesterday? I think it was lost right away when you bring out the pass, jet sweep, whatever you want to call it. I don't know the exact term for that play to Calvin Austin the third. When you're scouting an NFL team, you look at what their identity is. And that was done early and often last year. So, I'm not saying that you don't pull that play out of your arsenal. You keep it in there. But not on the second play of the game. They were ready for it. They knew it was coming. And they don't have Spygate to their advantage. They knew that was coming, though. Unpredictability is a good thing. The Steelers were predictable. That's if you want to talk about the play calling. I don't think the play calling was all that bad. They did not go down the field, which means one of two things. They didn't plan to go down the field or the 49ers who are so good on defense didn't allow them to go down the field. Those are the things that happened. That's it. Oh, ouch. Now, here's one thing that you could say. Probably the best defense Kenny Pickett and company are going to see all year. Until they get to the playoffs, if they get to the playoffs. Don't come at me with bad. You think this is a playoff team? No. If they get to the playoffs, they'll see good defenses again. You don't want this to happen at all. You don't want them to suffer an embarrassment like this at all. But there's history. There's history of embarrassments in week one with very good teams, including a Mike Tomlin team. So you can't say, oh, bad, that was, uh, you, you can't do that because that was a, those were Bill Cower coach teams. And Chuck Knoll coached teams that had those embarrassments. 1989, 51 to nothing. 41 to 10 in the first two games. Chuck Knoll's team still went to the playoffs and won a playoff game. 1994, the Pittsburgh Steelers lose to Dallas at home in week one. I think it was 24 to nine. Three years later, they get Dallas again on opening day in Three River Stadium on a Sunday. It was another embarrassment, 37 to 7. Both that 94 team and that 97 team lost in the AFC Championship games, which means they won playoff games. Let's go to 2001. Now, this was not a home game. This was on the road. 
They lost 20 to 3 to Jacksonville. Looked terrible. It ended up 13 to th- they ended up 13 and 3 in the regular season. And they went to the AFC Championship game after winning a playoff game. Go ahead and look at 2002. They won a playoff game that year. And they lost in the opener. Dramatically and terribly. On Monday Night Football to the New England Patriots. Almost went to the AFC Championship that year with Tommy Maddox. There's, There's other things you could talk about. You could talk about Mike Tomlin here when they did that again in 2010. 2010? What happened in 2010? They came out. They got absolutely embarrassed. Excuse me, 2011. They got absolutely embarrassed. They didn't win a playoff game that year. In fact, they lost their first playoff game when they got T-bowed, but they went 12 and 4 in the regular season after losing 35 to 7 on September 11th of 2011. 12 years to the day that this is being recorded and played. Yeah. There have been embarrassments with this team. The question is, is this a team that could learn from this, lead from this? And win after this? I'm saying yes. I'm absolutely saying yes. They can. I know how this team responds. So as angry as we are, as embarrassed as Steeler Nation feels, they've got an opportunity. I know you're already angry about us saying, hey, it's a long season. It is a long season. There's 16 more games after this. And they've got an opportunity to thrive if they do the right things. Kenny Pickett was not good yesterday. Kenny Pickett was not accurate yesterday. It is hard to be accurate when... The pass blocking wasn't there for Kenny Pickett. The line was not a cohesive unit yesterday. It was not. They did not protect Kenny Pickett. On defense, they gave up too many yards. Guys were falling down on the secondary. On one of the interceptions, a guy fell down. Deontay Johnson fell down. Patrick Peterson came out and said, hey, we had to change our cleats. Patrick Peterson, if you're down on Patrick Peterson, 
your stat sheet down on Patrick Peterson. You're saying that Patrick Peterson gave up two touchdowns. The first touchdown, he fell down. He could have fulfilled his prophecy. That could have been a pick. It was possible that that could have been a pick if he doesn't fall down. We don't know. Because Brock Purdy was... He was precise. He was accurate. He was threading needles. The second one, it was perfect coverage on Brandon Ayuk. It was very good. Well, it wasn't perfect because if it was perfect, well, wouldn't have scored a touchdown. But it was as close to great coverage as you're going to get. I don't know how Ayuk made that catch. And boy, was he a fantasy steal this year. Ayuk was a fantasy steal. If he continues to play like that, wow, he's that good. Jeff Hartman was saying yesterday that he was more impressed by Ayuk before this game and more worried about Ayuk than Debo Samuel. Yeah. We got to find bright spots. We've got to go out and realize that the Steelers are going to fight. So don't pack it in just yet. Don't call that preseason a lie just yet. So much more to talk about, and we're going to talk about more. We're going to talk about my basic, bold, and bizarre predictions that just went wrong, that weren't even close. One was close, but I was wrong in a good way. Not too many things I was right about in a good way. So we're going to talk about all of that, and we're going to go forward. So I'm going to ask you to stick around. It's bad language. It's a mop-up Monday. That's what we're doing. We're mopping up from that mess. All right, we'll be right back. Still Curtain Network. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild.
Wow, I love that music. That music makes me actually feel happy when I hear that. On a mop-up Monday, that's what I'm calling it. Sad day. Sad day in Steeler Nation. But in the course of history, when you look at what we're commemorating on this day, it's not sad. It's a football game. So I want everybody to go ahead and take some time to reflect what happened 22 years ago today. Realize how the country has rebounded from that in a lot of ways. As we remember what happened on September 11th. That's something that my wife and I and our family, we do every year. On that weekend and on September 11th, we watch those documentaries. We remember where we were. We talk about it. And again, and remember, it it hit us hard in Western Pennsylvania too. That was the site of it. So, reason I'm bringing that up, you can't forget it. You never forget what happened on that day on 9-11. It's just, just not an, another day. I'll never forget this day. So when I think about the Steelers losing yesterday and getting embarrassed and how we feel, we get to go on as business as usual. We have the hope and reality of what can happen going forward. This is not a tragic day. It just dashed some hopes. Guess what? Steelers aren't going 17-0 and now. Now we know. Now for you optimists, let's shoot for 16-1. and Is that going to happen? No, I know it's not. But it's perspective. And for everybody that's doomsday in it, come on. You know this team better than that. I will say this. Man, the live chat stinks when you have to read it. An hour, less than an hour after a loss like that. It really does. And we get blamed for not jumping on the bandwagon. Of scrapping everything. Mike Tomlin came out and said, yeah, we have to go back to the drawing board. Mike Tomlin came out and said, we got our teeth kicked in. Yeah. It's true. But Mike Tomlin isn't there as long as Mike Tomlin has been there to be one and done. So there you go. Now, there was plenty of optimism, and that optimism was dashed. Power rankings are going to come out. Dealers are going to be way down power rankings. I get it. But let me ask you this. If you're a fan of the Kansas City Chiefs, are you packing it in? If you're a fan of the Cincinnati Bengals, are you saying that? Eh, that's it. We're done. 
if you're a fan of the Alabama Crimson Tide who lost to Texas over the weekend. Are you canceling any hope that you have? No, no, you're not. But bad. The Steelers, they are not. They are definitely not Alabama. They're not Cincinnati. And they're not Kansas City in that. I know. I know they're not. But I've got to believe because I've never thought that team would be a bad horse collar call and a Miami Dolphin New York Jet game away from making the playoffs last year. After that dreadful two and seven start. Eh, never thought it. So we're going to continue to give you hope. That's our job here. We're going to continue to to support this team. All right, let's go to my bold, bizarre, and basic predictions. I just messed up that title. That's all right. Did any of these happen? Not really. Nope. Not much. Came close on one. Reprising his epic action of that fateful day in 2014 when he kicked Cleveland punter Spencer Lanning in the pie hole, a former Steeler and unwelcome trespasser, Antonio Brown rushes the field in the first quarter, attempts a super kick of 49er booter Mitch Wisnowski. That sounds like Monster Inc. to me. Wisnowski. What was his name? Wisnowski? Mike was. Mike Wazowski. It was Mike Wazowski in Monster Inc. But I don't think uh, Mitch Wisnowski sounds like Billy Crystal. The move fa- fails, but the disgraced AB shows off his moves and evades security and disappears into the Iron City afternoon. Did not happen. Kenny Pickett is sacked only thrice on the afternoon. Twice by the returning Nick Boza. Nick Boza did not get a sack. <laughs> he got sacked thrice. By Drake Jackson. But he got sacked five times. However, Big Ken throws for 245 yards and two scoring passes against San Francisco. And it ends the contest clean by throwing the ball to the right colored jersey. Color jersey. Color jersey. Well, it was close on 245 yards. Only one scoring pass. But, uh, yeah, should have had three interceptions, by the way. He only got two. But, oh, my gosh. Yeah, that was not good. Uh, I mean, it was not a good day, day for Kenny Pickett. That's it. But, you know, my optimism that he wasn't going to throw any picks, he, he threw two. Once again, should have thrown three. Man, I was close on the yardage, but really, am I am I going to claim a victory on that? Absolutely not. No, where was he in yardage? Oh, I wasn't. I wasn't even close on yardage. No. He had 171? No, this can't be right. Is that correct? Yeah, he had 171. I thought it was... My gosh, we might have uh, given a different box score on that. Maybe I I heard something different. No, okay, here we go. 
Yeah. He, Kenny Pickett was 31 of 46. That's correct. He had 232 yards passing, one touchdown, two interceptions. Boy, the first thing I looked at was way off. Way, way off. But as we said, that stat line, 31 for 46, sounds so much better than it actually was. Actually, the score 30 to 7 was not even that close. It really wasn't. Deontay Johnson does not catch one of those TD passes from KP8, but catches nine balls for 81 yards on the day. Deontay Johnson, I thought, was pretty good in that game. Kenny Pickett's balls to Deontay Johnson were not good, and he fell down on one. That field from the pit game the day before wasn't good. Deontay Johnson had three receptions and 48 yards. Allen Robinson had five and 64. Deontay Johnson doesn't go out of that game. He might get some of those Allen Robinson balls. Calvin Austin had six. He might get some of those Calvin Austin balls. I hope Deontay Johnson is not out for a long time. Man, that hamstring it. Injury did not look good. Darnell Mountain Washington scores his first ever NFL TD. He did not even have a target or a catch. He celebrated the accomplishment. Uh, gosh, it was about drinking an Arnold Palmer. You don't want to hear about that. Didn't happen. It was bizarre. It was goofy. But he didn't even square the touchdown, so it doesn't matter. He had a beautiful pancake block on Nick Bosa. Former Steelers OC Randy Feetner is escorted out of the stadium in the second quarter by leading the crowd in a stirring rendition of South Park's Blame Canada after a three and out. There were a lot of three and outs. I think five of them to start the game. Uh, there was an interception in there. Um, but I, I think it was on third down, so that counts. Yeah, I mean, that's the closest thing to reality. Blame Canada's back. Patrick Peterson's prophecy becomes a reality when he secures the game's only turnover of the day with an interception of Brock Purdy. Lots of turnovers in that game. I thought Patrick Peterson, like I said before, earlier in the show, could have had an interception. He fell down. They changed cleats because of it. Presley Harvin, three, puts on a kicking display. Yeah, bad kicking display. Wasn't good. I said averaging 48 yards per punt. He averaged 42. Najee Harris and Jalen Warren don't penetrate the plane of the goal line, but combine for over 130 yards against a tough defense. Yeah, not even close. I only had nine carries combined. Nine for a total of 37 yards. Najee Harris had a 24-yarder. Najee Harris was six for 31, 5.2 average. But the five-point average, 5.2 average is there because he had a 24-yarder in there. If you take that out, you can't say that he was spectacular because then he's five carries, seven yards. Stats are deceiving. They really are. Yeah. But Najee Harris did not have a chance to get into a rhythm. 
Neither did Jalen Warren. 49ers took him out of the game. Chris Boswell, perfect four for four, four with a 51-yard field goal. He didn't get a field goal attempt. There was two opportunities that there would have been field goal attempts, but they had to go for him on fourth down. They were down that far. And I actually support them going for it on fourth down. George Pickens goes for 88 yards and a touchdown. No, that did not happen. Big George. George. George had, what, 36 yards, if I'm not mistaken, receiving. Yes, five receptions for 36 yards. Seven targets for George. I mean, he got targets. They just, I mean, they weren't downfield situations. And that's the question that we got to ask. Were the 49ers allowing the Steelers to get open? Maybe not. We don't know. Christian McCaffrey is held under 100 yards, but scores for the visitors. He did score, was not held to over 100 yards. He had 65 on one of them. 22 for 152, 6.9 average. You take the 65 yards away, and he was still really good. You take that one play, and Christian McCaffrey was excellent. I was going to go ahead and put Brandon Ayuk down for a touchdown reception. Should have put him down for more than just a touchdown. I didn't put him down for any. I was I was lazy. I didn't want to figure out how to spell Ayuk. Underdog Steelers win 26 to 24 when rookie Jake Moody shanks the game-winning attempt to the right in the final seconds. Whoa, I'm wrong on that one. Jake Moody was actually good. Mike Tomlin unleashes a new Tomlinism in the post-game presser, inspiring his wife Kia to create a new t-shirt. Kia could go ahead and do a new t-shirt with the quote, we got our teeth kicked in. But I don't think anybody wants that t-shirt. I'm not buying it. I'm sure some haters would buy it. I'm sure. All right. Mop up Monday. Let's clean all this up. That game's over. Steelers got to move on from this. We will see the intestinal, intestinal, excuse me, intestinal fortitude and testicular fortitude of this team going forward. Seeing what they do in the next week. I'm calling it. They rebound against the Browns. They have to. If they don't, it's going to be a long, long season. Let's not talk about that. We're mopped up. The stench is out of the room. Now, let's Febreze this place and go on to Cleveland next week. Not in Cleveland, but on to Cleveland. And see what tweaks are made for the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right. Time to get on out of here. My name is Brian Anthony Davis. This has been Bad Language from the Steel Curtain Network. And as always, got to tell you, I ain't apologizing for nothing.